This is But Why, though, once again, speaking live from San Diego Comic-Con 2023. And we are so honored to have with us acclaimed showrunner, writer, Keto Shimizu. Keto, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderfully. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for speaking with us. If you're able to talk about it as a WGA member, I actually want to ask about shows you've written and show ran that may have been canceled in the last few years or so. I'm just uh, wondering, this is something that I think a lot of fans have questions about regarding canceled shows and such and deals with the studios. Do you think that if there were better guarantees from the studios, your work could have continued any sort of capacity? I can't speak to that specifically, but I will say a lot of what happened to the particular network that I was working with uh, is really a result of, a, you know, these larger consolidations that have been happening all around our industry. And that network, you know, was bought. <laughs> and the goals and the uh, priorities of that network changed with that um, change of ownership. And, the, and it really required a new direction from what that network had been doing for, you know, a decade plus with the sorts of programming that I was involved in. So, you know, I think what's happening now with the strike and with the mounting frustrations and, you know, these existential issues that are plaguing our industry, even as a whole, not just the writers, but everyone's feeling this, is really a result of these uh, these conglomerates all getting... Um, bigger and bigger, but, you know, the industry at large getting smaller as a result. And the goals of these conglomerates are really focused on, you know, the bottom lines. It's numbers. It's, 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 it's all about cash flow and how to minimize costs and to drive up profits and to make their investors and their stockholders happy. And for the network that I was on, you know, and, and the show that, that I was uh, part of, it meant, you know, that something that, you know, didn't make a ton of money for them that cost a lot, you know, relatively for the network. Not the show didn't have that large of a budget, but you know, I guess for for that what the the network felt or the the new owners felt like it could sustain, uh, you know, it meant that um, you know something had to go, and a lot of things went, and it was really sad, but. It really ended this era of television, and this network was, in a way, sort of uh, felt like a holdout <laughs> for what was sort of happening across the industry, and it was this wonderful place where someone like me, who entered that network as a story editor, could rise to become a co-showrunner. And I got the education I needed because I had opportunities to go on set. We were still on a network schedule. We were, you know, producing tele, you know, producing on set while also the room was running, while post was happening. We were all there together, which meant that all writers could go to set and be real producers and get that context and get that education to and you know with time and with growth and with with all these opportunities become real leaders uh, as 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 writers so that 
was one of the last places I feel like where that was happening um, consistently until these mergers happened and this buyout happened and suddenly that was no longer a priority and they they've really completely changed the network now it's 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 almost unrecognizable from what it was yeah totally we've seen so many changes especially pertaining to streaming versus the network and there have been many discussions on how writers rooms have been affected yeah, there's been so much that's changed. What has it been like to see SAG-AFTRA join the strike effort? And how much do you think that's changing things right now? I obviously can't speak to what this will change in the long run. I really can't project any sort of timeline or, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as involved as some other people, <laughs> certainly some friends of mine who are like, you know, uh, who are deep in it. But I will just say... From the from my perspective on the front lines uh, on the on the picket lines is to say it's been you know a real uh, bolstering uh, to have these fresh faces coming in and their energy you know we're all we're all out there and we are fighting and we are there consistently and we are putting in our hours and you know getting our steps in and you know doing doing all of that but we've been doing it for three months so to have this influx of people who are fresh-faced and ready to go and fired up, it's been great in terms of morale and really feeling that, um, that surge of, of energy that, um, you know, again, we've all been, been steadfast soldiers in all of this. We've been there. But, you know, we're all tired. You know, we're still, I'm still going to be there until Christmas if need be. But it is hard. It is hard. It is mentally like mentally rough. It is physically exhausting. It is hot out there. Um, but I will say, even before SAG came, like just the fact that so many of us are out there and are so dedicated to this cause and to one another, like really people just there for each other, has been a very inspiring uh, experience for me to just feel so connected to all these other writers who, you know, I, I've met a bunch of people on the lines, but also I'm, I'm reconnecting with people I haven't seen in like a decade or people I worked with like 12 years ago who I absolutely adore and just haven't had time to connect. And just feeling that sense of community throughout all of this has been so awesome. And yeah, this, these, these fresh, beautiful faces coming from SAG has been great. But I will say, there were SAG, SAG was there before, before their strike. Like, that was wonderful. Like, to have so early on other guilds show up for us has only strengthened the resolve I think we're feeling across the guilds to make sure that we all get what we deserve in this fight and to help each other, to, to again, to bolster each other uh, and, to, um, and to be there for one another through this really hard time 100 percent. on your panel to shift gears a bit you talked about writing your truth or write what you know as it pertains to emotional truth so in general how do you think that's come across with some of the characters you've written <laughs> uh well i'd say for for characters i've written recently it's you know the the storytelling that we did on that show was really about emotional connection uh, to p 
people who you think are very different from you and then turn out to not be so different from you. That was really what we were doing pretty consistently on that show. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, you know, we would take these characters who came from very different backgrounds, different timelines, um, and uh, different cultures, different sexualities, different belief systems, and put them on this, you know, this spaceship and <laughs> and um, made them, you know, have to achieve these, ba you know, these, these gargantuan, um, you know, goals together every week. And it, uh, but our, but what this, the real story behind all of that was, again, was finding people who didn't have a sense of community, didn't have a place uh, in their world, or so they thought, um, you know, outsiders, misfits, um, you know, oddballs, uh, who then found family and a sense of place in this, uh, you know, in this, these close quarters. And for me, that, that, that comes directly from my life. I was a strange kid growing up, you know, I was, um, you know, I'm, I'm half Japanese, so I'm not quite Japanese, not quite white. Um, I, you know, was a fangirl my whole life. I, you know, was, was always lo in love with, with comics and sci-fi and things and, and didn't have a lot of friends who were really in that with me. Like I was the one who was getting dressed up and standing outside the Montpelier theater alone for, <laughs> for movie premieres because no one else in my class really did that. Like I, but, and no one else in Vermont did that. But I thought, you know, okay, the new Star Wars is coming out. I'm going to dress up like Queen Amidala because I know that that's what some people do in big cities. But like in Vermont, no one did that. I literally sat out, stood out there for three hours in my Queen Amidala costume waiting for the theater to open. So I could, I was the only one out there. And here I am at Comic Con with all these incredible nerds and all these, this incredible sense of community. And to me, like, the story of like a misfit finding their place in community is so resonant and so meaningful and, um, and, and just so important. And I also, oh, another thing that was weird about my childhood is that I spent a lot of time on the road. I was a traveling uh, musician. I was a singer and I was part of this group of total oddballs who would travel in a big painted hippie bus all around the country each night in a different location, we would put on a show, and then we would stay in people's homes, and then we would, you know, go to another location. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like, you know, we would make these wonderful personal connections with these people in these communities, you know, put on an incredible show for them, and then leave and go somewhere else. And meanwhile, you know, growing very close to one another, like a family. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Because that is what we wrote. <laughs> it does sound familiar. So one last question. As a WGA member who's worked on so many really great things, you're out there on the picket lines, but at the same time, I presume you still want fans to enjoy what you and other creators have made. What's your message for fans on how they can support writers, support actors, and... Yeah, it's a hard question, but I still wanted to ask you this. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, I think the best way to support us... I mean, I certainly think voicing your support on social media, 
I, I don't know how much that actually moves the dial, but it's nice for us to see and to feel it, even when we can't feel it directly. If you're not in L.A. and you can't come honk your horn, you know, honk your horn on social. I don't know what that means. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's certainly a way to do it. There are a number of funds set up, and I, my brain is a little mush, so I can't, I don't know exactly what all their names are. Entertainment Community Fund? That. Um, that is a wonderful way. If you can donate to funds like that to help um, crew members who are really struggling throughout all of this, who are, you know, these people who are, who work their asses off when we're, uh, when we're up and running and who are, you know, who, some of whom really do live hand to mouth and don't have, you know, a big uh, pocket of cash saved up, you know, for, uh, for a time like this. Yeah. It, it means so much to, um, to, to help uh, provide some assistance in that regard, whatever you can offer, I think that would that's a very meaningful way to to help us is to protect um, the most vulnerable in our ranks. Absolutely, cosign, Kato Shimizu. Thank you so so much for speaking with. But why though today and Union Strong? Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you.